stick to, I, I recommend my two-week rule. If you are texting or messaging with a guy for more than two weeks and he hasn't set up a date with you, it's a next. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problems podcast. For those of you who are new here, I'm your host, Sarah Merrill Hall. Welcome to the show. So excited for you to be here. Listen, I know I've been talking nonstop about all things weddings recently. I mean, we just had the whole like wedding mini series the last three weeks on the show. In case you missed it, go back. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but honestly, I know it's time for us to get back to our regularly scheduled big kid problems. And since I've spent so much time talking to our almost married bunch, uh, I know that I had to come back and show some love to my single ladies on here and get back to basics. Today, we have on dating and relationship coach, Ryan Patrick. Aside from coaching clients, he has a huge YouTube channel called Dater Boy, where he helps hundreds of thousands of women navigate dating in the digital age. And I love that he's going to hit us with a male's perspective on modern dating out in the world today. I mean, we're going to chat about everything from where to find the good guys to how to take things from the dating app to real life, ways we scare guys off, how soon is too soon for sex in a new relationship, and just lots of other gems. If you like this episode or have a friend you think might like this one, definitely share the love, post a screenshot. Hey, tag me. I love when you guys do that. I'd love to hear what you guys think of this one. So without further ado, I say we just dive in. All right, get cozy and we will be right back. I know dating can be hard sometimes and pretty much less of a fantasy than we would like it to be. So I actually have a hack to tap into your sexy self anytime you want. It's called Dipsy. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right there. You can listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush or that forbidden coworker you always had a little thing for, or maybe a story that puts you in bed with somebody who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. I mean, that sounds nice. I'm telling you, next time you need to psych yourself up for a date, listen to a quick little dipsy story and see if it doesn't change your whole damn vibe. I mean, I've been with Brandon for over eight years now and Dipsy is like a secret weapon if you're just not in the zone. You know what I mean? Like if I've had a long, annoying day, I'll throw a Dipsy story on when I'm on my way home or getting ready for dinner and it puts me in an entirely new headspace. You have to try it to see what I'm talking about. I mean, they release new content every week. So there's always more to explore 
no matter who you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. For listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash big kid. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P S-E-A stories.com slash big kid. I mean, it's free. Why not give it a whirl? That's dipsystories.com slash big kid. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am sitting here with dating and relationship coach, Ryan Patrick. Welcome to the show. First time on. Welcome. Sarah, thank you so much. Uh, it is, ah, this is just, this is just such a cool opportunity. Oh my gosh. Well, we are so excited to have you on. I went down a whole rabbit hole on some of your YouTube videos. And I was honestly like, where was this guy when I was like dating all the wrong dudes, when I was getting ghosted, when I was like living in the date, you know, like in the grind of the dating world, like so many of your videos, I was like, oh, where was this information when I needed it? So I I know you have a ton of good little nuggets to give us today. So I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah, great. Yeah, uh, that's... It's funny. I get that feedback a lot. It's like I'm I'm kind of your bigger brother or your you know your younger brother, depending on you know the age that's coming on the channel. So I really I really play into that. You know, I'm your tough love older or younger brother. So I'm glad you're kind of feeling that. Yes, and giving us the guy's perspective because I know like I always give dating advice to my girlfriends, but I feel like it's always really, really interesting to me to actually hear a dude be like, "Oh, you know, maybe he's acting this way because of this." And it's, you know, it's it's always refreshing to get a new a new perspective. So with that, I kind of wanted to to talk about like we need to get into the dating world because it's I feel like it's changed a lot in the last few years, yes. um, especially with COVID, with quarantining. I imagine. It's a lot different than when I was going through it, you know, seven, eight years ago. I guess one of the biggest questions I keep getting over and over again for my audience is like, where are the guys? Like, where are the good guys? Where do you find them? I imagine things are a lot more digital nowadays, but I would love your tips for like finding dudes or finding the right guys on dating apps and in real life. Like, what, what can, where, where do we find these dudes? So I think the first, the first thing, and if this is like too woo-woo, you just tell me, Sarah. You just say, Ryan, we're going off the charts here. But I really do believe that in order to start seeing the right guys and finding the right guys, you really need to be getting in touch with where you're at and finding yourself to a certain degree. I think I absolutely agree with you that the things have changed immensely in the last three years. Uh, and technology has actually hurt us more than it's helped us. You know, you go on these dating apps and you think that they're facilitating a connection. But really what it's doing is it's putting so many options in front of you that you no, you no longer know what looks good anymore. And you can't help but get into that analysis paralysis situation because you have so many options in front of you. So um, I would just say that at the end of the day, if we're talking about dating apps specifically, just kind of tackling the online side of things, that you cannot let the, you know, the options, like all these options coming through a fire hose and it's just like, 
ah, and it's so overwhelming that you find yourself taking all these breaks. You really just need to check in with your intuition, take a beat, take a breath, and just really remember what brought you to that specific dating app in the first place and what what was the driver within you that that brought you there and i think once you really have an honest conversation with yourself about why you're there why the time is now versus you know 2 months ago or 2 months from now i think you really start uh, getting in touch with the most important ally that i think that we all have and that's our intuition when you can kind of bridge that divide, you can get so much closer with it. That is going to be your best friend through this scary ass process of finding your true connection. And that's, you know, that's going to come through various forms. I don't believe that there's one, you know, soulmate or one connection. You're wherever you are, whenever you are, you're going to find people that resonate with you. I am so pumped now that COVID is starting to see its way out the door because I am really all about the organic connection. You know, the thing that you hear about, but you know, you feel like you've never experienced yourself is like meeting that person in the supermarket and just striking up an organic conversation, sensing body language that just kind of makes you like shiver inside. And you're like, oh, I haven't felt this in two years because I've been you know, locked in my basement or what have you. So yeah, I would just say, really start getting in touch with what's going on inside. And I think externally, the guys that are right for you at that time are just really going to start revealing themselves and just kind of leaping out at you. Okay. I, I get down with the woo-woo. We get we get down with the woo-woo on this uh, podcast, so don't worry about that. That is funny though, your um, perception of of the dating apps and how they can be detrimental because it's like one thing I've been like yelling at my single friends for. I'm like, you need to get on the apps. <laughs> and I guess it's 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 probably not always maybe the right, maybe not the right way to go about well, it. Well, look, I think I definitely think if this is your catalyst for getting out there, then get on that dating app. I would just say, you know, you know, as a general rule, you get what you pay for. So if you're going to have a dating profile on a free app, just make sure that you are somewhere else where you're paying for it, because most likely you're going to be dipping into a completely different pool because you're going to be hitting the guys that even if it's $5 a month, okay, like I, I think Hinge and Bumble are probably the best free dating apps. And this isn't just for millennials, you know, especially Bumble right now. This this is really hot with like my older viewers on my YouTube channel and not even people on my channel, just in general. I'm talking like 50 years old plus. Okay. And I would recommend something like, you know, uh, Elite Singles Premium Account or an eHarmony premium account just because of the personality matching algorithm. You're going you're gonna to spend it, it's going to feel like five hours answering these questions. But if you take your time and really go through the process of answering them earnestly and honestly, again, this is going to help you weed through a lot of guys that just aren't going to resonate with you when you start messaging with them. Um, so yeah, don't, don't hear me saying like, you know, cursing dating apps. We don't want to be doing that. 
But just yeah. recognize that the technology is only meant that, meant to facilitate functionality versus really facilitating the connection because that's really on you and it's on the guy, the guy's side of it as well. Uh, yeah. And that and that needs to be a 50-50 exchange. Like he, you know, he should be really doing a lot of work in the beginning. And we can get to that in a little yeah. bit because we can talk about the courtship process in the beginning of getting <laughs> to know a guy once you actually get on dates with these fellas. But just just lean back if it's just feeling like too much. Take a break. Take a week off. Take a month off. It's it's totally fine. Yeah, I was going to ask you if all dating apps are created equal. So I think that's um that's some good good intel to keep in mind. Another thing too, I mean, when we just talk about meeting people off the apps, like I kept getting I kept getting questions of like, how do you even get yourself like psyched up to go on dates? Because I think like after a while, it can get really old, especially if you've been dating for like years and like haven't really like found anyone you connect with, like going on dates can just sound exhausting. So, I mean, I kind of, I'm always like telling my girlfriends, I'm like, all right, if you've been going to the same bars, you know, like we all, we're all guilty of going to like our own like watering holes that we're used to going to. I'm like, take one friend out and go to new places. Like check out a new scene, you know, like do these different things. And, and if anything, like every date I like to say is like practice. And it's always like a good way, like go into it, not even the expectation of like finding your soulmate, but like maybe just meeting another cool person, you know? I, I definitely agree. And I, I, you know, don't do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. I mean, it's just, that's literally insane, right? So you need to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. And I really, really, really hope, you know, just your audience members and beyond will take this opportunity, this golden opportunity that we have right now, now that, you know, the vaccines are rolling out in mass, uh, we're still having to wear masks here in Europe. I'm not really sure what's going on in the States right now, but hopefully things are cooling off. But we need to be leaning into the group dynamic again. We need to be getting out you know, on those meetup groups, uh, either ones that you're joining or ones that you're starting on your own. I'm a big proponent of starting your own meetup group because you are in control of the energetic dynamic of the people that are coming in. And if this is a co-ed situation and there's a guy that's just not creating the right vibe for you or anybody else in the group, boom, he's out next. Yeah. I remember I had one of my guy friends when I lived in New York, like he picked a date on the calendar. It was like once a month, like every second of every month or whatever it was. And he would do, basically he had like five girls, five guys and was like, bring a friend and we're going to do happy hour. And it was like every time, like bring a random friend. And I just thought that was such a, good, a great idea to like meet new people. And because it was a group setting, like sometimes I was like, I was excited because I met like a new cool chick that I didn't know. And it was a friend. Okay. One thing I did want to ask, because this is a question I saw pop up quite a few times is, okay, let's say you meet somebody, you start dating. How long do you really need to give it before you can move on? Like, let's say you, you meet someone, maybe they're like a great on paper dude or whatever it is. and But you're just not really feeling the connection because I, I I have my own opinion of this and I um but I've heard I, I would just like to hear your experience and your expertise on this one. Like how long should you truly give it before you bail out? So I literally just did a YouTube video on this and it was called Average Vibes. And I hear about this probably one of the top three things I hear about. It's like ah you know 
Like he's, he hasn't done anything wrong. Um, he's nice. You know, women will say these things and, and I'm like, and, and you know, I'm kind of feeling it, but I'm kind of not. And it's like, you need to get out of this thing. You just get out (laughs) because that's, that, that's a moment of honesty that you're having with yourself and you are huddling up with your intuition and your intuition is saying, I'm not attracted to this person. I'm not into it. And as soon as you realize that every second from that moment on, you are wasting time. You are wasting mm-hmm. your time. You're not honoring yourself. You're also wasting his time. And he could be over there the longer you wait you know, falling for you, falling into a vibe that he thinks that you're having for him. So now it's going to be that much harder for you to peel off because you haven't said anything. And for guys, no news is good news when it comes to the women that we're dating. So it's like, all right, I I think it's going well, you know, because we're looking at the feedback and it's, we're not getting this. Yeah. You know, this isn't, this, this isn't gonna. This isn't working out. So I'm gonna have to, you know, start seeing other people type of thing. So peel off, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're not really feeling it, you're not really intrigued. Nothing's really making your heart flutter, bounce. <laughs> no, and and I understand. Like people, they don't want to be rude, right? If, if, especially if a guy is nice, he hasn't done anything wrong. He's he, he's putting in effort. You're just not feeling it. I went on a date with a woman and on this was a long time ago. It was back in my single days in my 20s. So over over a decade ago, and I remember this date, we literally got our drink. And I think I may have had two sips of this thing. And I'm thinking like Saturday night, you know, she looks like her photos. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be great. And she hit me with so Ryan. I need to be upfront and honest with you. And she had this tone, right? It's just, and I'm like, oh shit. Like what, what is, what's happening? And she's like, I just want to let you know that I don't think that this is going to work out for me. I'm just not really feeling the connection right now. So I think what it would be best to do is just walk away and let you have the remainder of your Saturday night to do whatever you'd like. But I just, I just wanted to be honest with you and good night. <laughs> and she put her drink down and she walked out of the bar. And I, Sarah, I'll be honest with you, you know, back in the day, I was like, I was like pissed because I had, dr- I had driven over, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get there. It wasn't like a neighborhood sort of connection. I had to travel a little bit. But then later that night, I thought about it and my better sense said, wow, I'm really glad she did that. She just saved me a lot of time. And that was probably really hard for her to do. So I actually sent her a text to thank her and apologize if my reaction, body language or whatever, didn't really match up with how I felt at that moment. And she's just like, sure, all good. So yeah, it's you got to honor yourself in the moment. 
it is completely acceptable to step away and just if you feel it's necessary, offer a brief explanation. If you feel the other person is worth that, otherwise it's like, you know, <laughs> we, we out like Irish goodbye style. Um, where did where did she go? I I don't know. That is ballsy. Damn, yeah. girlfriend was not messing around. Gotta respect it. Gotta respect it. I definitely Completely. I've been on I've been on those dates too, or especially from the apps where you sit down across from a person, and you're like, this is a hard no, and I know within the first thirty seconds. But you sit there, you drink the drink. You take in the calories of that alcoholic beverage just to be polite. Um, so I, I kind of respect that. Yeah. Um, don't don't worry. I would just say from a guy's perspective, it's going to feel, a, especially if it's never happened to that person before, it's going to be jarring. And you're probably not going to get the best reaction. But think about it. Just salvage your night to either go out with the ladies, go out with your crew, or find another connection organically at you know the spot down the street if you're just rolling in by yourself like you're opening yourself up to opportunity and this is what you were seeking the whole time by being yeah. out with this person it's just not the right connection got to move on yep Okay, I want to move on because I I want to say this is you know we've been talking about if you meet someone you're not super into them but let's talk about you if you start dating somebody and you are kind of into it you are feeling it because I think there's a lot of um, interesting dynamics that happen when you first start kind of at least trying to talk to someone at least trying to build a relation you just did this like whole awesome video I watched it yesterday actually we were talking about the early stages of texting and some of the do's and don'ts there because I think you can kind of. Uh, you can kind of tell a lot by some of these early interactions. Sometimes you can you can even tell if the other person's like not really into it. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to give you a, give us a little bit of uh, tips and tricks when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, I would just say you know when it comes to texting. So you know we're we're kind of talking about dating apps. So let's say you're able to move the conversation to text from the dating app. So now you have each other's numbers. I truly believe that the guy needs to be the pursuer for the first month and a half of your interaction. And this is critical for his investment in you, uh, whether he knows that consciously or you know, if, if he's not aware of it. It's, it's just how we're built. And when you allow us to pursue and you can just lean back. And in the key moments when we were really sort of needing feedback, that's when you step in and you show up on a date with great energy and all of this. That's really all we need to keep pursuing and setting up more and more dates. So a couple traps I, you know, I really hope people avoid is number one. Don't get stuck in the trap of texting a guy endlessly for weeks on end. This is not you building a relationship with the other person. Uh, it's not even close to that. You're actually not building anything with that person at all. And one sort of tactic, uh, you know, men and women do it, but guys definitely use it is they will dump a whole bunch of their personal history in your lap. They'll tell you about their mom. They'll send you photos of 
you know, being in cool, exotic places. And, it, you know, on the receiving end of that, you'll feel like, wow, like you'll feel like a spark, a connection. He must feel comfortable enough with me that he's sending me all of this personal stuff. When really, if you think about it, it's not requiring any effort from him whatsoever to do this. He's got you hooked. And you are either going to be a number, you're going to be just another, another woman in the mix, in the mix of a group, or you know, he could just really be genuinely interested and he's just... He's not saving that stuff for the date, which he should be doing in the beginning. So stick to, I I recommend my two-week rule. If you are texting or messaging with a guy for more than two weeks and he hasn't set up a date with you, it's a next. It's a hard Mm. next. And that is going to save your precious time from guys who aren't serious, who just love the validation of getting text messages back from you because it makes men feel good to hear back from women that they could potentially have a chance with, but maybe they're not really interested in you in the moment. Okay, wait. I love this two-week rule. So, but what if he, the guy keeps trying to talk to you? Like, do you eventually say something? You're like, hey, like, what would you, what would you say to this? Like, did you try to make an attempt? Like, hey, I don't really want to be your pen pal anymore. Like, if you want to meet up, let me know. Like, oh, what's yeah. the good way to say this? <laughs> I think that I think that's a beautiful way to say it. Just like you said, Sarah, I would say something again. Straight talk. We're we're directly speaking to him and saying, again, we we want to if we if we like this person and we. Uh, this is a big thing with like shy guys as well. A shy guy doesn't know when to shut up over text because he's in his comfort zone. The thing he's dreading is getting on the date with you because that's where he feels he can really screw up. Uh, and you can just read his body language. You can see the sweat glistening on his head because he's nervous. And and this you know extends beyond shy guys. That's just an example. But you want to snap them out of that mode. But you also want to, if you're interested in them, give them that feedback that you're really enjoying the conversation with them. So I might add in there and just say, Hey, I'm really enjoying this. I really am. But I'd much rather do this in person. I think we could go out and have a lot of fun together. And then you add the question, what do you suggest? When you do that, you you just hit him with three different levels that he's now like, whoo, he's like, got a process. She's digging talking to me. Check. She is wanting to go on a date. Okay. Check. I'm a little nervous about that, but that's good. <laughs> but now she's putting it in my court. Huh. So now it sounds like she wants me to set up a date. And he's either going to set up the date right then and there, or he's not. But you, at least in that moment, will know exactly where you stand with this guy. uh, And you will have closure if he doesn't set up a date because you know it's done. Or if he sets up the date, you now have moved on to seeing him face to face. And now we're, we're in step two with this guy. Yes. Okay. I love that. I love the, what would you suggest? Like putting it on them. 
Yeah, super polite. <laughs> what would you suggest? Yeah, and that's the thing. You don't want to get caught in the trap of helping them out too much beyond that point by you setting up the date. Because what happens is as soon as you do that one time in the beginning part of the process, and I'm just going to say the first you know, month, four, you know, four to six weeks, the dynamic completely flips. And now you're the pursuer. The guy mm. knows he doesn't have to do anything because you've already bailed him out. You've already offered a, a place, a date. And now he gets to pick and choose and say yes or no to you. Now, once you get past that four to six week period, the pendulum swings back in your direction. Once he's been pursuing you, he's set up the first handful of dates. You've gone on those dates. You've hit him with great energy. Now you can start initiating texts with him if you haven't heard from him in a couple of days. You can also suggest things you can do together, places you can go. Because at some point, a guy is going to want to see sort of a 50-50 sort of balance that you know, instead of just you showing great energy on dates, he's going to want to see that actual effort from you in the logistics of how are you two going to get together. We all know dating can be stressful. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but you can de-stress and feel better than you do today with Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy to use app. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I mean, I'm a big Headspace fan. I've been talking about them for years now. There's just so many times where I feel like I just don't have the time to meditate and Headspace makes it easy to fit it into my daily schedule. I found that just adding 10 minutes of a little bit of Zen into my morning routine can really help me be calm all the way through the day. But don't take it from me. Headspace is back by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. It's also one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Just go to headspace.com slash big kid. That's headspace.com slash big kid for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Just head to to headspace.com slash big kid today. Okay, so I love this. Like letting the guy initiate. I'd say, I feel like I remember when I was in the early stages of dating dudes, I feel like the only times I would initiate the conversation was if a guy had taken me out, like I would send text afterwards being like, thank you, had a great time. Like those were the only times that I would be the first person to text. Yeah, and and that that we didn't touch on kind of my two texting rules, but I think that totally would fall in in that realm. Oh, please text. go on with the texting rules. We have yeah, to go back just, to this because it's, it's so two. good. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just really two. Um, the first one, texting. You should only be using texting for two things. Okay, 
handling logistics to set up a date. So this immediately takes out us having long, never-ending text conversations with guys. It's now done. Uh, the guy is going to hit you up. He's going to talk to you a little bit. And then you're going to keep him between the bumper rails. If he keeps talking, keeps talking day after day. Hey, I really love this, but I'd much rather do this in person. What do you suggest? And now he's giving you a time. He's giving you the day. And you just say yes or no. Once that's established, then you move into the second part of the texting, the second rule, which is building anticipation for the next date. So by you giving him feedback about how that first date was, it's actually building anticipation and incentivizing him to get creative with how he's going to plan the next date. And he'll probably play it cool and maybe give it a couple days before he throws something else in your court of what you guys could do next. So if you stick with those two texting rules and the two-week rule, I, I promise you, and I, I've just had so much feedback from YouTube viewers and everything, that this is working for people, that you will save so much time, especially if you feel like you're in a rut with dating right now. Those two things alone, two-week rule and the two texting rules, uh, <laughs> I, I think you're going to start to see a new flavor and new sort of results starting to come your way. Yes. Another thing I thought was interesting because I was I was watching some of your videos. When you talk about some like red flags to look out for in texting, and I think um sometimes like one of the things you mentioned was and I and I know that this has happened to me. I know this has happened to my friends. It's like to be aware if a guy is only texting you when he's out or like after a certain hour. Like do you think that these are like actual rules that we should pay attention to or is this like it could be whatever. No, I, that's 100% something you need to be paying attention to. Because again, this just goes back to talking about your intuition. If something doesn't feel right, if the timing doesn't feel right, like why can't this guy hit me up during daytime hours? Like, one, okay, he's working. You know, that's the big, one of the big ones I hear all the time. Well, I know, you know, he, he's told me that he, you know, works 60 to 80 hours a week. I'm like, okay. Well, that's that's a pretty big lifestyle issue. Are you going to be okay with that? Because that's probably not going to change. But if he's really into you, he's going to make the time during his lunch hour or what have you to text you, to reach out to you, to you know set up whatever that next date is going to be. So I would say if he's you know he's out, you know with the boys on a weekend or whatever, he didn't bother to talk to you during the week. He didn't bother to set anything up with you. Uh, he's just there now to waste your time. And another big one that I talk about on my channel is one, one is, that is just way too frequent. And that is the good morning and the good night text. Talking to a guy, he hits you with good morning, beautiful, or some other bogus, uh, you know, nickname that isn't personalized to you. It's not like he came up with something unique based on a story that you guys share with each other in your first uh, your first date or something like that. He probably forgot your name. He's just like, uh, you know, and there's like a handful of them that he's going to pull from. And then he says goodnight to you, but there was nothing in between. There's no conversation the rest of the day. And he subconsciously 
wants you thinking that he's thinking about you from the time you wake up in the morning to the time that you go to bed at night. And that can be powerful psychologically. That is like manipulation. Like I've never heard before, but yeah, and, oh my and God. Again, <laughs> again, when I say subconsciously, this is also subconscious to him. Okay. I don't want to make it sound like guys are out there to game you and manipulate you like this, but guys try to work under a certain set of efficiencies. And you always have to believe that a guy, he's not just talking to you, especially if he hasn't been on a date with you yet. He's talking to at least five other women. And I don't care who he is or what capabilities you think he has of sourcing those five women to go on dates, uh, a guy will have at least five um, before things, you know, and each date you have with that, that guy, your investment is going up in his mind. And if things are going really well, he's going to start thinning out the herd, so to speak, of, you know, women that he just doesn't want to talk to, or he's not getting that, you know, that um, feedback, that response back that kind of lights him up. He's going to lean into the women that he's investing in. He's had three dates with, and he's had a lot of fun with. And that's how you start to get to that place, that awesome place of exclusivity with a guy is just keeping that momentum going up until the end of, you know, like the honeymoon period, that three month period where it's like, all right, you know, this is kind of like the make or break moment. What, What are we doing? I actually like don't hate that tactic with dating in general. Like I feel like more girls should do that. You know, like don't just put all your eggs in one basket with one guy. Like date around until it's actually becoming something. Like with my husband, like he we used to say this when I was back in the dating world, me and my girlfriends would be like you got to have a final four. You got to have like yes. four dudes going at any given time and like my husband was a part of a final four at one point. Yes. <laughs> like and he eventually won out. But like I think it's good to have your options like continuously going especially when it's early like that. I use the the bullpen analogy and I don't I don't like baseball. I'm not I'm actually not a baseball fan, but I just think about the bullpen, you know, your pitchers, you got who, who we got, who, who's coming through to finish this game off. Uh, so I can finally get to a person that is going to light me up and I'm going to have a great time with, and I'm just never going to be left in a place where I don't feel like I have the, the power and the, the wherewithal to find a guy that I can just have a basic connection with. And that can be a platonic connection. It doesn't always have to be hot and heavy. Uh, you want to have different levels within that as well. Romantic, all the way down to platonic. And the platonic ones, they're the ones that are really going to be able to tell you what you need to hear in the moment from the guy perspective. They'll keep you... They'll just they'll tell you because th- there's, no, there, there's no risk at this point. There's nothing you know, that, that, that is risky for you or for him because you kind of know where you two stand. So absolutely, I am a fan. There's no written contract you have with the guy that you met on Hinge where, uh, yeah, I'm, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I put the app on pause because now that we're on date number two and I didn't want you to see that I was active on that app. So actually I went ahead and deleted it. No, 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 no. <laughs> you need to do what the guys are doing 
100%. And you absolutely need to keep your options open. And you want to convey that to him uh, in, in so many different ways. Just like, you know, if he's moving a little too fast, he's trying to lock you down. Just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll, buddy. Like we've got some. You're skipping some steps. We need to, we need to hit all those steps. And he'll be like, "What are those steps?" I'm be like, "Glad you asked. I'll let you know when you get to them. You're not there yet. You know, just fun ways of keeping guys moving at the pace that you want them to move. And you know, ultimately, you're going to be doing this on multiple occasions. Now, one thing that we need to tuck into this conversation. And this is more on the warning side of texting with guys is when they screw up your personal history. So if you've been out with a guy and it's like, holy crap, he just told this whole story about my grandmother uh, and I my grandmother passed away. Uh, he's clearly he's clearly mixing me up with someone else. <laughs> okay, so this is just a fun opportunity for you to like, kind of chip into him a little bit, especially if you have a good connection with him. But it could be a peel-off point as well if he really hasn't been putting in the work and he's just getting sloppy. Like it's just getting messy with his recollection of your conversations. Cause it just shows you that, you know, he might not really be listening to you. Mm-hmm. He, he, he might not be taking mental notes and going through that critical process of getting to know you. And investing in you by taking that beat and say, you know what, Sarah, oh shit, she didn't have the grandmother. Like just taking that extra moment to realize that that wasn't you. So, you know, that could be a warning sign depending on how you play it. But just, just noticing these communication trends from men and getting a little bit quicker, a little bit more savvy with it, you, you, you'll begin to love the dating process again. Cause I really think I get it. Like it's, You've been out there yeah. for however X amount of months. You're like, ah, I'm just like exhausted. Yes. These are ways that you make it fun for yourself again. It's yes. not that you need to reimagine who you are and keep changing who you are. No, no, no. You need to keep changing your orientation around the dating field and how you're thinking about it. I, I like that. Um, and you know what? And so when these situations happen, they make for great stories later on. <laughs> like I've literally had that happen to me on a date before where the guy was like completely like mixing me up with someone else. And I was just like going with it. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And like, no, you, you've you completely, like completely mixed me up with a different girl. It's fine. It's cool. And then like, it was just kind of like, like smug the whole rest of the night. I'm like this fucking guy. Yeah, um, or you can leverage that. You can leverage yeah. that for something you want from him. Right in a playful sort of way. There's just a lot yeah. of ways you can cut it and just be like, ooh, that one's gonna cost you, you know? Yes. Ah, and he's gonna feel bad. He's gonna be like, oh my God. And he'd be like, yeah, you should. All right. And then just kind of walk away and look back and give him a look like, okay, yeah. where are we going now? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need another drink after that one. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, wait, I wanna go back to you because I, you just, you barely, you tapped on this for a second. And I think mm-hmm. this is so, so important. When you talk about like the cadence of, things progressing the way you want them to want them to and you know you want somebody to pursue you and maybe sometimes guys are taking it a little fast maybe they kind of want to sleep with you quickly and you had this theory that you talked about on one of your videos I'm like we have to talk about this where you're like you want to make yourself a limited time offer can you talk about this yeah um you you want to put yourself out there 
in a limited time fashion. And this is not in a gamey sort of way. I, I get a lot of women that maybe watch maybe one of my videos. And depending on the topic, they think that I'm, I'm talking about running games with men and, oh, I would never do that kind of thing. But they don't really understand that this isn't for them. This is for, for you. And you're knowing your worth in this situation. So I have this phrase, you've got shit to do. If you ever get in a situation where you just feel like, oh, and, and you feel like the guy just has like all of the energy and maybe sort of the control of everything, but it's not in control in a good way, right? It's not him uh, pursuing you, but it's more of like, he, you feel like you've given up too much. You feel like you've let him cross some of your boundaries. Maybe you had sex with him before you wanted to or something like this. And now it, it, it's, you're kind of like kicking yourself. You just have to remember that a guy does not want you, you to look at him and, and for you to put him on a pedestal. He does not want to be your number one priority. That is going to be an attraction killer. I mean, if anything, that will do the job right there. So you just have to say to yourself in those moments where it's just like, all right, I, I know I probably had sex too soon, or I know I I'm, may have made myself too available when he said, when are you available? And you're like, anytime. You know? <laughs> and you just haven't heard from him in a few days because it's like, oh, I wasn't. I didn't have preferences. I didn't express the fact that, no, I'm actually really busy, uh, you know, Wednesday through Friday. And I could have said that. You've got shit to do. And he, he only has a limited window. During that exchange, when things are going well through text, uh, case in point, the, the text that we were just talking about that you would send to the guy about him just texting too much. You want to get on the date. And you say, hey, what do you suggest? You don't give the guy chances, you know, four days after that text exchange goes down. Um, if it makes sense for you and you've got nothing else going on and you really feel like he, maybe he felt like he screwed up and wants a second chance, that's up to you to decide if you want to give him that next moment. But no guy gets unlimited shots at you. Uh, yeah. Just because, and you really need to create that boundary with yourself because that, it, first of all, it's going to feel empowering as fuck. Like you, you taking that moment to just say, oh God, you know, this guy is like really good looking, but he's really, he's really screwing up right now. And no, you know what? I've got shit to do. I've got you know, yoga, like whatever, I don't care what it, like whatever it is, whatever really ignites you, you now get to lean into that and you don't have to look at your Saturday night because you don't have any dates as like a loss because you should be, you know, telling yourself, I, I should be dating guys because I'm single and my mom wants me to get married so I can have kids. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, just like on and on and on. Um, limited time offer. I think that's how I, I did phrase it in that video. But yeah, that yeah. was the long-winded response to that question. 
<laughs> but I do. Th- I think it's interesting from the guy's perspective. I think this is like so important. So from a guy's perspective, you're saying like, don't make yourself so available. Like it's actually attractive to like have your own life and have your own shit going on. I have a friend right now who's like really likes this guy. Like they just met super head over heels. And like they had sex immediately. And I'm like, you know, I think there's rules for a reason, but maybe, you know, sometimes like you're both feeling it, like whatever. But then she's like now slept over there like four times in the last like week and a half. And I'm like, you guys just started dating. Like you're sleeping over there. You're spending the whole next day there. Like I'm like, I just, I'm like, I want to tell her like pump the brakes a little bit. But like, what are, what is like from the guy's perspective? Like what can that, what can spending too much time early on like do? Well, you know, when we're talking about this, it's from the guy's perspective. So when you start to see things like that happen, I mean, your friend may very well be in a rebound situation. Uh, And that's where things are super hot and heavy in the beginning. And the person that is kind of driving the pseudo connection or whatever you want to call it, it has a big void in their life. Maybe they had their heart broken recently. They're coming out of something. Maybe they haven't dated in a while. Um, and they are looking to make a conquest. They're looking to go in and they psych themselves up you know, emotionally. And they see a connection where really none exists. So you'll start to have things where you know, if you're on the receiving end of the rebound, that person will mix up your name with their ex, or they'll actually still have a relationship with their ex. And the ex is kind of like looming, like not physically, like not around, but you'll just be hearing about this person all all the time. You know, sex, uh, anything physical is just going to be like, y'all are going to be like rabbits, like in the beginning. And then one day you wake up and it's done. It's just done. And I've been in a couple rebounds on the receiving end, didn't realize it. And that's exactly how they how they mm. ended. You know, this is again way back in the day when I had no context for any of this stuff and really didn't understand my own stuff at the time. But you know, if again checking in with your intuition, if it doesn't feel Right. If it feels like it's going too fast, you've been dating a guy for three weeks and he wants to move in with you, like those red flags need to be soaring in the air. Mm. Uh, you know, or uh, skipping steps, like just there's like a lot of long distance relationships that have been happening during COVID and they still continue to this day. And, you know, guys you've never met in some foreign land telling you that they want to marry you or that they love you. You know, these can be really dangerous situations because you could fall victim to a romance scam where eventually they've locked into your, you know, your emotional output. And now they're going to start asking you for money. And it's not going to feel like you're being scammed because this is someone you now care about. So just to give you a tangential example of like the hot and hot and heavy, like I am concerned for your friend because you know that it's just a lot of a lot of time at his high i don't even recommend you go over to his place for a date uh in the first 4 to 6 weeks because mm. that again he's not showing you effort it, it yeah, requires just come no over effort to my place is very easy 
or, or the the you know the way that guys will you know veil their intentions is we'll come over to my house and I'll cook you dinner. So that can be confusing because it's like, oh, this guy cooks. Oh, he's willing to put in the effort to cook me dinner. Yeah, but it's at his house. So there's an immediate benefit for him when dinner is done and his bedroom is right around the corner. Yeah. You know, just taking that extra moment to say, hey, I probably shouldn't put myself in this situation or invite a guy over to your house too quickly. Yeah. These are just this ways- is also how like murder podcasts start off, you know? Like that's my whole thing is I'm like, I just think it's too early to be alone with somebody in their house. I'm I don't know. I watch too many murder shows. Yes. And I love those shows and they don't end well. Uh, no. Yeah. And you, you, you don't know. You don't know these guys. You don't know yeah. them. I don't care, you know, how many, you know, Instagram stories you've seen uh, of them where they seem like pretty normal people hanging out with regular folks. You don't know who these people are. So... Uh, I have a question. So like if, if let's say a guy does say that, like, oh, come, if you want to come over and I'll make you dinner, like what's like a polite way to like turn it around and be like, oh, I actually do want to hang out with you again, but just like not at your house. Like how would yeah. you say that? Yeah. And again, I don't think it's too far off from how you just said it. Because again, we want to be direct. We want to be direct with our intentions. And I might just say something like, yeah, I, you know, I'd really like to get together. I think that sounds like a great idea. So you're giving him feedback that you want to hang out. But I, I'm just not very comfortable with going over to someone's house uh, right now because uh, we both know where that can lead to. And, you know, I just kind of would prefer that perhaps we go out somewhere in public, do something fun, and sort of take it from there. So you're kind of like leaving that. it open ended. You're letting him know you still want to see him, you're not shutting him down, but there's yeah. really no reason for you to be going over to his house on date number two. Yes. I I heard this quote recently that I really liked. It was like, don't rush building something that you want to last forever. Like I love that. It's just, you know, if you're if you're really like setting the foundation for something like strong, like you don't have to rush it really quickly. It, whether it's building a chair or like whittling a desk or like building a relationship, I feel like that that kind of is is true. And at least in my in my relationship that has lasted, um, I feel like that we took it really, really slow in the beginning. And it was just like, it really set for a strong foundation. One quick thing I wanted to ask you, because like we, we have been talking about like sleeping together too fast or having sex right away. Like, do you have like a general rule that you like to follow? Like what, what, would, what would you suggest? So yeah, it's no sex for 30 days minimum. Minimum. I had to add the minimum because <laughs> I, I just got so many crazy comments. And it's like, I really need to over communicate some of my ideas sometimes. And I think it was good. I think it was a good, it was a good lesson for me uh, to, when I'm really putting these ideas together. Because people, I feel, you know, the folks that come to my channel, they really need to understand what it is. But then we need to go a layer deeper and talk about the psychological ramifications of it. Uh, and that's just my background with psychology and that that kind of stuff. So that's why I try to add that sort of angle to it. But 30 days minimum. Uh, this, I'm telling you, if you can do it, I don't care how hot he is. I don't care. I don't care. If you can wait, it is going to be worth the wait. It's going to be just fire. It's going to be great, especially if you're attracted to each other. 
because that the hydraulics is going to keep building and building and building for both of you. And you both, if you can get to that, that point of 30 days or beyond, you're just going to have so much mutual respect for one another in terms of your self-control. Uh, I think that really says something about a person that you're dating, watching how they handle their self-control and also watching how they manage their own emotions. I think that if I had known this when I was a little younger, I would have put more focus on that early on of just managing my ups and downs and really focusing on myself so I could be more even keeled and not get so excited or not get so down because people pick up on that and it can really affect your emotional dynamic with someone pretty early on. Mm. Okay. I like this. Um, if people want to find more from you, I mean, we could sit here and talk dating stuff all day. Yeah, I have I a whole it. list of questions we didn't even <laughs> get to. I'm like so yeah. mad. But if people want to learn more from you, where can they find you? Absolutely. So uh, my only social media really is my YouTube channel. So if you just type in Ryan Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K into YouTube, uh, my channel will come up. Uh, it's for predominantly women. And people ask me all the time, like, what's that about? Well, the truth is, uh, I come from a matriarchal family. I've got five sisters. And it just so happens that I connect with women much better than I do with men, honestly, uh, especially around this, this sort of topic. Not to say that I can't connect with men, but uh, I, I, the clients and the referrals, it, it coincidentally enough, has mostly been women. Um, so there's that. You can also check out uh, my website, which is boyfriendblueprint.com. Uh, over there, you'll see a lot of my, you know, some of my blog content, but also some of my premium content in terms of step by step courses where I really try to break down the courtship process, whether it be with texting or online dating or even going deeper than that, uh, just some more personal development stuff to kind of key you up. If you feel like you just really need to get in the right state of mind to step into dating, maybe coming out, coming out of something like a divorce or a toxic situation. Um, but th- those would be the two best ways to, to get in touch. Um, if you have a question or, or two, I also have my Wizio page where I'll give you a four to six minute video response. Uh, and you can also find that on my website. Awesome. All right. I'm going to link everything in show notes so people can find you easily. Ryan, thank you so much for being on. Sir, thank you. Okay. That is a wrap on our episode this week. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a nice little five-star review for this podcast. Maybe send it to a friend who you think might enjoy the show. Your reviews and you passing along this podcast is what keeps us running. So thank you. If you want more from me, you can follow me on Big Kid Problems on Instagram and on my personal account, which has a new handle all of a sudden uh, at Sarah Merrill underscore Hall. New name, who's this? As always, I want to thank our sponsors for making this show possible. I've linked all of our discount codes and everything else you could ever want from this episode in our show notes. So make sure to check that out. And finally, I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting this show. There's a lot of ways you could be spending your time right now. So I really do appreciate you spending it with me. 
All right. With that, I hope you have an awesome week and I'll see you next Tuesday.